You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 185, Keys to Effective Bible Study, Part 2. Last week, we I gave you those three questions, audience, author, and text, that really kind of set the stage for your Bible study. And the reason I'm talking about this is, like I explained, I, I'm, I'm a Bible scholar, I'm a theologian, and I get questions all the time from people. How can I get more out of my own personal Bible study? Because you can pick up the Bible and read it at the surface level, and you'll get something out of it. I mean, it's God's Word. God will speak to you. But when you dig in under the surface and see what gold you can mine underneath there, between those pages, it's going to change your life even more. So last week we talked about audience, who's the audience, who's the author, and and what can we glean from the text. This week I'm going to take it a little bit farther. I'm going to talk to you about how to conduct a thematic approach to reading the Bible. And again, we're using the Acts of the Apostles as our example, but we'll be making mention of some other books as well. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you five, hopefully get through all five, we'll just move kind of quick, themes that are covered in the book of Acts. And each of these themes uh, is present within the pages, It's it's in the book of Acts, but we could also find many more. But these five, I think, really give us an idea of what Luke thought was important. Remember, we talked about the author and how important it is to know who the author is because Luke, as a pastor, but not just as a pastor, but as a leader and a companion, traveling companion of Paul, um, he gives us things that he thinks are important for us to know. And so I'm going to pull these five themes out and just kind of go through them really quick. And then we'll kind of break that, break it down and talk about how you do this, is how to pick these themes out as you go along. First of all, the first theme I want to talk about is mission. Mission. And we find mission in, in the very first few verses of Acts. And um, Jesus told his disciples, he said this, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Well, that is mission. Jesus, in the very first few verses of this this book, we are given a mission. Jesus' first followers were given the mission of taking the gospel into all the world. This mission is also found in other in the Gospels. Jesus gave the Great Commission, telling his disciples in Matthew to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So mission is a key theme in Acts. So as you read the book with the idea of mission in mind, 
you begin to look for ways and places where that mission is being carried out, which is pretty much the entire book. And so you see how the mission is carried out. Now today, if we were going to talk about mission, you know, and we look around the world at what the church does, we can think humanitarian projects, we can think hospitals, we can think, um, you know, taking care of the poor, we can think schools, uh, maybe mass evangelism, uh, preaching the gospel, you know, via satellite and, and broadcasting it into nations that are close to the gospel. But, but you know, really, what you see in Acts, the pattern you see there for mission is church planting. They, they planted churches. When you see Paul and Barnabas and later Paul and Silas and others of his team going out, that's what they did. They planted churches in a community. And, you know, planting a great local church in a community is still the greatest way to reach that community with the gospel. So mission is very important. The, the next thing that, the next theme that you see over and over again in the Acts of the Apostles is the theme of the Holy Spirit. You know, we talked about the fact that Luke and Acts, the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts used to be one volume, Luke-Acts. Well, Luke could be said to be the Gospel of Jesus, and Acts could, said to be the, could, could be said to be the Gospel of the Holy Spirit, because we see him on almost every page. And that's what we just read when we talked about mission. Jesus said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you're going to be my witnesses. Then you're going to fulfill the mission. So, so the Holy Spirit is given, but he's given in the context of their mission. He doesn't just, he, God doesn't just give us the Holy Spirit so that we'll get goosebumps. He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can go and fulfill the mission that he's given to us. And we see in, in Acts 2, we see this theme of the Holy Spirit again, where it says that um, on the day of Pentecost, uh, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that's the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit, but you see over and over again God filling His people with the Holy Spirit um, at key times, at important times, at crucial times when they needed Him, God sent His Holy Spirit. And then we also see as you read through the, the book of Acts how the Holy Spirit manifested in the life of the believers. Um, we see uh, Paul and, and Peter and so many others being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. So this is a this is a powerful theme, but you see it as you read through. And when you again, when you have that theme in mind, and you realize this is one of his emphases, that when you read, now you're looking for it. Another important theme that Luke deals with in in his God, in his uh, the book of Acts is that of prayer. And again, remember what we said: Luke is a pastor. We said this last week. Luke is a pastor writing. Uh, as a pastor to people. And, you know, as a pastor, it's so important that our people understand and, and know how to pray. Because if all you're doing is waiting on your pastor to pray for you, you know, you may be waiting for a while. If it's, you know, you were in church on Sunday and you're waiting until the next Sunday to get, or, you know, Monday and then you're waiting on the next till Sunday to get prayed for, 
you know, you're going to be waiting a while. So, it's, so pastors, pastors want their people to learn how to trust God and understand how to pray on their own. And we see that in Acts. We see corporate prayer. We see individual prayer. We see um, praying um, just really when there's no crisis and when there is a crisis. We see the men and women of God uh, getting on their knees and praying. Um, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a pattern of the early church that they get together and they pray. Another thing, another very important theme in Acts is the power of community. And we talked about planting churches. That's what we see in Acts. That's the way the mission is carried out. But we also see the power of community. You know, when Jesus ascended back to heaven in Acts 1, the the, the 11 disciples, they don't go running off on their own. You know, they'd been together for three years, so they stayed together. They got together. They prayed. They connected. They began to build a community. And then on the day of Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit fell, um, they were organized into to some kind of a Christian community. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayers. And, you know, this is really what the church is. If you think about it, over 2,000 years, there hasn't that much changed in the church. You know, we still get together and sing some songs and pray and have communion and uh, spend time together. I mean, that's what the church is all about. You might see it expressed in different ways. You know, we'll get together and read and preach and have some teaching. And But ultimately, it really hasn't changed that much in 2,000 years. And, you know, what you also see in Acts, when we're talking about this theme of community, you see these awesome examples. I just read one, but later on, as Paul starts planting churches in the non-Jewish world, in the Greek world, you see examples of what these churches look like and how they were fleshed out to the world. The greatest example, I think, in Acts is in um, Acts 16, where you see the the Philippian church. You see this cross-section. Luke actually, and remember what we said last time, Luke was actually the pastor of the Philippian church for, for some period of time. And so there, as he's writing Acts, he actually gives us examples of people who were part of his church. He talks about Lydia, the businesswoman, who was the first convert in Europe and, and her household and how they became believers. He talks about a, a slave girl who Paul set free from demonic oppression, and um, the implication was that she became a member of the church. And then the the other one was the jailer who was uh, tasked with throwing Paul and Silas in jail and keeping them there after they had been beaten by a mob. And, you know, the the great example there is, you know, the earthquake took place while Paul and Silas prayed, and uh, Paul led the jailer to faith in Jesus, not just him, but his household as well. And uh, in the middle of the night, Paul baptized he and his household, and, um, and they became a part of the local church. So great examples of a cross-section of the church. What is Christian community? So that's uh, another important theme. And then, and then the last one that I'll mention is that of leadership. This is such an important theme in, in the Acts of the Apostles. We see Peter standing up and in the transition between Jesus ascending to heaven and, and, and before the Holy Spirit fell. There was this lack of guidance, a, gla- a lack of clarity. I mean, sure, Jesus has said the Holy Spirit's going to come, but they don't know what that means. And there's this, this period of waiting, maybe 40 days or more waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, but not even knowing if they're going to know if it gets there or not. And 
And Peter stands up and leads strong during the transition. He leads the early church, and then eventually that transitions over to James, the brother of Jesus, who became a leader in the early church as Peter began to devote himself more to evangelism. We see the leadership of Paul um, in, in planting churches. I mean, through his leadership, the gospel was spread throughout the Roman Empire. We can credit Paul with probably 12 or 15, maybe more, churches that were planted, but not just by him, they were planted by his team. And what's amazing is Paul built teams to accomplish the mission. And he didn't develop a team of lead, or followers, he developed a team of leaders. And that, to me, that's the greatest thing. He created leaders who would keep the whole thing going. And these men and women would go and plant churches and evangelize and get the gospel all over the Mediterranean world. Now, how do you find these themes? Well, the way you find them is you read. You read the book of Acts and you look for these things that stand out. And what I find is if I'm going to study a book and I'm looking for the themes, I'm going to read it several times. I'm going to read Acts over and over again until the themes start standing out to me. What are the key ideas? What are the key thoughts the writer is wanting to, to leave with me? And as I start pulling these things out, I'm going to see a pattern start to develop of the themes that he thinks is, is, is important. And again, you can do this with any book. You pick, pick one. You know, thankfully, in, in Paul's letters, he tells us what these themes are. He'll, he'll go through, and you read the letter to the Corinthians, it's a great example. He talks about um, division in the church. He says, hey, I'm going to talk about division in the church. He talks about, um, you know, spiritual gifts. He talks about, um, when he talks about spiritual gifts, he says, now, brothers, let me t tell you about spiritual gifts. I don't want you to be ignorant about them. He talks about sin in the church, and he, he lays down the law on how to, uh, to do, do some church discipline. He talks about the Lord's Supper and how to um, you know, use that in, 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 a, in a public worship service. So, so Paul actually tells us, but when you read the Gospels, it's, it's not quite as, as in your face. It's a little more subtle. When you read Acts, it's a little more subtle, um, or some of the other writings. But when you begin to read and read over and over again, these themes begin to pop out at you. Now, my encouragement is read the book and then read it again. And then maybe that third time through, start looking for the themes that jump out at you. Because when you've got these themes, um, remember, we can, we can you know, study the Bible using an outline method, which is great. But I actually really enjoy the thematic method, me method of studying. And again, this is, I'm just m mentioning five. You could pull out so many more. That, that are important, but I think these five really convey what Luke wanted us to know. Well, now it's your turn. What did I miss, and what other themes do you think are important in the book of Acts? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, go to davidspell.com. Just leave your question or comment in the comment section for today's post. Make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I love to stay in touch with you. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, this is uh, very, very important stuff if you want to learn to study the Bible. And speaking of studying the Bible, this episode is brought to you, just like last week's was, by my book, Peter and Paul and Acts. If you don't have a copy of that book on your shelf, get it. There'll be a link in the show notes. It is a great guide to have beside you as you're reading the Acts of the Apostles. But I also give a 
really good introduction to Luke's gospel as well because the two two documents are so closely connected. So check out Peter and Paul in Acts. There'll be a link in the show notes, and I know you'll love it. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep studying your Bible.